Well, welcome to the final off-season edition of the Magic Time Podcast. Wow, where has the time gone? Scott Squires with you, and pleased to be joined, as always, by the head coach of the Moncton Magic, Joe Salerno. How you doing, Joe? I'm doing well, Scott. How are you? I'm doing very good, and as I just said, where has the time gone? It seems like uh, last season just ended, and then we started doing uh, some of the off-season editions of the Magic Time Podcast, but... uh, a little over 24 hours, Coach, in Halifax. Tip-off. How's it feel? It feels good. Uh, and I mean, today it feels cold, right? We were just commenting how uh, how <laughs> cold it is out this morning here in Moncton. And, um, you know, like I said on, on a tweet this morning, it, you know, it, it lets you know basketball season is upon us. So uh, certainly excited to be, to be getting the season underway and kicked off tomorrow in, uh, in Halifax. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, a lot of the players on the Moncton Magic, uh, I'm – following them on social media and some of the guys, especially uh, from the warmer Southern climates uh, to see some of their Instagram posts with uh, kind of snow with exclamation points. And then five or 10 seconds of just snow scenes going through Moncton. So they're getting acclimatized too, coach. They are. Yeah. And we, and we have some of those guys, right? I mean, Jahi from, from Arizona and, and Billy from Las Vegas and uh, Wayne McCullough from Houston, Texas. Right. So um, even though they've, they've been to Canada before, it's, you know, when that first snow hits, it's always a reminder. I'm, I'm not at home anymore, right? We're not in Kansas. So, but they've, they've handled it in stride. Now you mentioned Wayne McCullough. He's one of the new players on the Moncton Magic. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the opening day roster. Uh, Going to be in Halifax at Scotiabank Center tomorrow night, taking on the Halifax Hurricanes. Two returning players to the Moncton Magic from your inaugural season last year. Of course, Denzel Taylor and Corey Allman. But let me just go down uh, the list here, and I'll go in numerical order. So you've got uh, Gentre Thomas, uh, Jahi Carson, Corey Almond, Denzel Taylor, Isaiah Tate, Doug Herring Jr., Wayne McCullough, Billy White, Eddie Asmoa, Nick Evans, Zeke Marshall, Cordell Jonti, and Chad Posthumus. Now, Coach, two of the guys you obviously knew really well, from last year, Denzel and Corey, but maybe as good as you can without having played a regular season game yet to sum up the 2018-2019 edition that takes the floor tomorrow night. Well, I mean, first, you know, I certainly want to say I'm, I'm pleased with the way that camp has has kind of turned out. I'm, I'm pleased with the way that we, you know, played in those preseason games. And I think with every season, um, you know, with the amount of turnover sometimes you, you can have in this league, you know, you're not really sure what you're going to get. Um you know, I, I do know we have a, a very good group of guys. Um, we have veterans again, you know, but they're maybe a, a little bit younger uh, of, of a veteran than what we had last season. I think our overall uh, age, you know, we're, we're quite a bit younger, almost by four years, I think, average age on our roster this year. And that was something we wanted to do. But uh, we have a good group of basketball players. You know, there are guys on this team that are just good basketball players. Um you know, so it's going to be exciting and it's going to be exciting to kind of see this group come together over, you know, the first month or so of the season. Um, I do think, you know, they've made some some great strides kind of early on, you know, especially on the defensive end, which I'm sure we'll chat about. But uh, I think it's a, a group of high IQ players. And I think that will transpire into to some pretty good basketball on both ends of the floor uh, for Magic fans this season while back, it seems like 100 years ago, you had that trip to China. A number of players on this roster made that trip. Then you came back training camp a couple of weeks ago. You had a couple of exhibition games. 
with the game plan that you had going in to the China trip and training camp and exhibition games, compare that to with what you actually saw transpire in camp and during those games. Did anything kind of catch your eye or surprise you in a in a good way or, or not good way? But overall, what were your takeaways from all of that? I, I think it was beneficial. You know, I thought all along that this trip to China could potentially be beneficial for, for the Magic uh, when it comes to players getting to know each other. Um, you know, just kind of forming a little bit of chemistry right out of the gate. Uh, guys just kind of understand each other's game already and, and the communication factor. And, you know, so I, I do think it, it has helped. I think it did help. And I, I think that trip certainly did the things that we wanted it to do. You know, one inkling of that is, is kind of how we performed on the defensive end in these exhibition games. You know, I've been very pleased that, that in both of those games, we've held our opponents, you know, uh, to 90 points or less. And, you know, many times, you know, people will say, you know, defense is always the last thing to come as far as playing great team defense because so much of it is just involved with communication and, and understanding your system. And I think if you compared our scores from our exhibition games last season to this season, you know, you would have seen we would have – opponents would have scored a lot more against us. So um, and I've seen signs that, that China was, was a good thing. You know, camp has been productive, so – uh, again, but, you know, we'll really see, you know, tomorrow night uh, after we, we, we throw it up for real. Well, you mentioned defense. It's interesting. <laughs> I did a podcast with Billy White last week, and in the course of our conversation, at one point I said to him, any team can have the best or one of the best on paper, but the magic or the trick is to make that translate on the floor. I said, how do you guys do that? And his first response to me without even thinking about it, Coach, was defense. We got to play defense. If we play defense and we take care of things on that end, the points will come. The offense will come. Uh, when you hear a guy like a Billy White uh, make a comment like that, how does that make your uh, your coach's ears perk up? Yeah, it, it does. You know, it certainly makes me happy to hear that that was the first thing on his mind. I mean, that's kind of what we've been preaching uh, in practice and, and throughout training camp. So it certainly tells me he, he's kind of on board with, with what we're doing, and and um, you know, he understands that it's a priority. So we want all of our guys to, to feel that way and think that way. And, you know, when you have really who's you know going to be one of your, your best offensive players this year, uh, thinking defense first, you know, normally that will, that will bode well for you. What can you give us in terms of a status update on Jahi Carson? Yeah, Jahi uh, unfortunately suffered a uh, concussion uh, in our last exhibition game uh, against the Riptide. He'd only played about six minutes in that game before he was hit with kind of a full-court screen you know, legal play, but it, but it was it was certainly a a hard pick uh, where Jahi was kind of running full speed and and ran right into a St. John player who was setting a, a screen and really kind of knocked him right off his feet. So, um, you know, he has been put on our teams into reserve. Um, you know, the league policies this year requires a player to sit at least two games uh, or ten days once you're placed on that injured reserve, whichever would come first. So, unfortunately, Jahi won't be. Uh, uh, in the lineup for our first two games this season. He's currently in that concussion protocol with, with John Gonzalez, uh, going through all the proper steps to make sure that he's 100% healthy, ready to go, and, and that it's safe for him to return to active play. So uh, he's day-to-day. Um, I know he passed his second stage of testing yesterday, so he's on to day three today, and, and we'll see how it goes. Well, it'll certainly be good to get uh, Jahi back in the mix, but... Part of uh, coaching is to be able to move pieces around. It's almost like playing chess. And you do have a very 
deep roster. I know that uh, your opening game is more than 24 hours away, but as you look at the roster, do you have maybe an inkling of uh, what your starting five will be and kind of who's going to slot in where? Uh, I mean, a little bit. It, it's so little up in the air. Some of that will kind of depend on on some matchups and maybe kind of who Halifax rolls out. You know, I think obviously, you know, Doug Herring will, will have the ball for us tomorrow night. He's really just been a, a great leader, and and he's been that exact floor general we we were hoping he was going to be uh, throughout camp. You know, so with Jahi being out, Doug's going to going to carry a, a very heavy load. You know, over the first couple of days, first couple of games. You know, Corey, you know, will, will be starting in that shooting guard position. Uh, which really isn't different from last year at all. And, and you know, obviously I think Billy White will, will be there in, in there at the four. Um, but, you know, the other two spots are, are still kind of kind of up in the air a little bit. Um, but we'll certainly go with the guys, you know, who we feel are going to give us the best start tomorrow night in, uh, in Halifax. Now, certainly uh, a name on this roster that kind of jumped out to me uh, and was a kind of a late addition, uh, Wayne McCullough. I had a chance to uh, meet him last year when he uh, had a stint with the Island Storm. Really liked him, really liked his game. How did Wayne end up coming uh, onto your radar for this season, Coach? Yeah, Wayne is actually someone who, who I've known for a few years now. Uh, he's actually a player that, that I kind of discovered and, and first brought to the NBO uh, two, three years ago as a, as a true rookie out of uh, Colorado Christian University. You know, I, I've always thought you know that Wayne, after maybe a year or two of experience, was, was going to progress into being a, a good pro you know he has all the intangibles he has all the tools uh he has great size athleticism he can shoot the three you know everything you kind of look for in a player and i think he just needed a little more experience and i think wayne has kind of gone through the grind the last couple of years playing in a couple of different leagues and he was actually uh really one of the last players released in the uh northern arizona sun's uh, the Phoenix Suns G League team. He was released from their training camp about two weeks ago. So, you know, I think Wayne just kind of was going to fit in very well with the rest of our starting lineup and, uh, you know, the rest of our roster. So for me, um, you know, it was, it was, he was bringing everything to the table that we were looking for in a wing. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm committed to giving Wayne a, a good look this season because I do believe he's, uh, you know, he's turning into a, a solid pro. So, Excited to, to have him uh, have him on board. Now, you never know how you're going to come across a player, how you're going to find a player, how a player is going to come on your radar initially. And uh, you and I actually had a chance to chat yesterday uh, ahead of this podcast. And uh, kind, of a, <laughs> kind of a neat story, funny story, how uh, Wayne originally uh, came known to you a couple of years back. Maybe just uh, fill the listeners in on, uh, on that little anecdote. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of a kind of a fun story. Um, I was actually this would have been two or three summers ago. Uh, I was actually about to attend a um, an exposure camp in Houston, Texas, and I think it was posted on social media that that you know Joe Salerno would be in attendance. So I had an agent message me uh, saying, "Hey, coach, you know I have this I have this kid, I have this player, I really need you to see, and he's he's right by Houston. I saw you're going there this weekend." would you be willing to go and take a look at it? And I said, well, I'll be in Houston. If he can make it to the combine, I'll certainly note and take his name. And it turned out Wayne wasn't able to make the event that weekend. Um, so they had asked me if I would drive to, I believe it was Tom Ball, Texas, which is probably an hour, a little over an hour away from Houston. You know, would I drive out and, and, and put Wayne through a workout and get a look at him? 
I was a little hesitant to do it, but I said, you know, what the heck? I have a little free time here Friday night after I landed. And uh, so I did. I drove out to Tomball, Texas, you know, probably the last 20 minutes of that drive. All you see is is horses and, and long fences and, you know, a lot of a lot of fields. Um, but anyway, Wayne had set up a, uh, a workout time at his former high school, which was a really small gym, kind of out in the middle of nowhere, very Hoosier-like. This was in the middle of July, mind you. So we went to the gym and there was no air conditioning. And it had to have been about 108 degrees Fahrenheit in that gym. And, of course, Wayne wanted to show himself, you know, and show well. And, you know, we were 10 minutes into the workout and he just couldn't breathe. It was so hot and he was just dying. And um, I felt bad for the kid. And I said, Wayne, I'll tell you what, let me let me get a look at you at this weekend's combine. I'll, I'll make sure you get in to the event. Uh, and he did. He, he drove to Houston the next morning uh, and he was one of the best players there. And, and you know, we gave him a shot. So but it was certainly one of the more interesting, you know, first appearances I've seen from a player. Um, he couldn't, you know. I couldn't even breathe in there, Scott. It was so so darn hot. But uh, he still put the effort in. He lasted about twelve minutes, so <laughs> it was uh, it was a good story. That's about eleven minutes and fifty eight seconds longer than I would have lasted in that heat. I think, Coach. Well, I know I I was standing still in the gym, and I'd been in there for about four minutes before I I felt sweat dripping off my forehead. So it was it was hot, you know. But to give the kid credit, he still gave it a go and. I said, man, I, I can't have a guy pass out on me, you know, in, in a workout here. And uh, so we shut it down, and, and he made it out to Houston and played well. And now uh, you're going to be coaching him uh, with the Moncton Magic in the pros. So there's certainly some players, Coach, on this Moncton Magic squad that uh, fans of National Basketball League of Canada would be familiar with. You know, the, the usual suspects. We've mentioned the guys that are returning from the Moncton Magic. Of course, uh, guys like Doug Herring Jr., uh, Billy White that we mentioned, uh, Cordell Jonte, maybe for some of the the guys that fans aren't overly familiar with, some of the, the first-year players in this league and, and some players that you're bringing in that maybe NBL Canada fans don't know, what do you want the fans of the Moncton Magic to know about some of these newer faces that are coming in? Well, we have we have a few, uh, you know, we certainly have a, we have a couple rookies uh, on the team. We can kind of start with, with them, guys that are, are brand new to not only NBL Canada, but, but also the professional basketball um, you know, one of those guys is Gentry Thomas, uh, who is a true rookie, and he's actually the only uh, player from the Maritimes on our roster. He's originally from uh, from Halifax or, or North Preston, uh, Nova Scotia. You know, Gentry is uh, you know a six-three, very athletic wing. Uh, he played collegially at at uh, University of California State Riverside. And, you know, he's just had a phenomenal camp. I mean, I think if, if you could say one of the most pleasant, biggest surprises in our training camp has been the play of Gentry Thomas, you know, not the fact, you know, not the fact that we weren't expecting him to play well. We certainly were. But being a true rookie and, and really, you know, have done what he's been doing in our camp and, and how we performed in our exhibition games, uh, he certainly has proven that he belongs in this league and, and he could be a rotation player for us this year. So, you know, very excited about uh, about Gentry and just a very mature 23-year-old, you know, and, and, and that's kind of hard to find. So uh, he's a high-character guy and an extremely talented player that we're excited to have. Um, Eddie Osamoa is, is the other rookie in camp. Uh, he's from Calgary, Alberta, originally from Ghana, uh, but he, he resides in Calgary, 
Um, he was actually our, our second pick in this year's uh, NBO Canada draft. Um, you know, long, athletic, you know, defensive-minded type guy. You know, we really want him to be kind of an energy player off the bench type thing. And, you know, the guy I, I tell him to try to model his game after is, is Pascal Siakam um, for the Toronto Raptors. You know, just a very long, athletic, you know, defensive-minded energy guy. So, uh, Eddie's had a good camp. He, he's a guy that's probably going to have a little bit of a steeper learning curve. Um, but again, he has a great attitude and he's, he's working towards, you know, getting minutes, you know, as all of our guys are, um, you know, and then probably one of the guys to comment on is, is Isaiah Tate. Um, you know, Isaiah is 27 years old. He's actually played professionally uh, a few places. He played in, in the UK, um, a few years ago and he actually suffered a, uh, an Achilles, uh, a ruptured Achilles about three years ago. And, uh, you know, so he's been out for a little while, but he, uh, he certainly can play at this level and he's just very excited to be back playing professional basketball. And, and, uh, he's just showed a lot of great things in camp, you know, so excited about some of the, the new guys and, and they're certainly excited about the opportunity to play here in, uh, in the NBL Canada this season. Certainly, we've talked about it before, but the National Basketball League of Canada is somewhat of a transient league, and, and you know teams can look very different year over year. The Halifax Hurricanes, the last couple of years, have kind of had a, a pretty large returning group or returning core. This year, Hurricanes, kind of like yourselves, a pretty different-looking roster compared to what they ended with last year. How difficult does that make game planning for your first two games of the season tomorrow night in Halifax and then returning to Moncton on Saturday? It certainly makes tomorrow night difficult. Um, I actually just received Halifax's roster this morning uh, for the first time, their final roster. Rosters were, were due to be turned into the league by midnight uh, last night, uh, opening day rosters. So, you know, I got my first look at their opening day roster this morning, um, and it's certainly a lot of new names you know, and, and really the, the biggest difference between us and, and Halifax, you know, having both of our rosters turned over so much was, you know, Halifax has a lot of new names to the league, you know, guys that I'm I'm unfamiliar with. Um, so certainly between today and tomorrow afternoon before we leave, we'll be spending a lot of time, you know, researching those guys, those new names, those new players. Um, you know, obviously returnees and Cliff Klingscales, Ty Watson and, and Mike Poole. Um, you know, they've actually added Dominic Cheek. Uh, who was released from our training camp. So so he'll be on that roster. But, you know, other than that, it's it's a lot of new names. So our main focus tomorrow is, is really on us. Uh, it has to be on us, has to be on, you know, how we want to play, the style we want to play. And, and then you have to make in-game adjustments, adjustments on the fly. You know, Saturday night's game will be much different because, you know, we'll have film on the first game and, and we'll have seen them once. But Tomorrow night is, um, you know, it's it's going to be a bit of a crapshoot, and and we'll, we'll see how we play. Hopefully, we we come out and and play well. There is a high high level of confidence, which is a very good thing. That's what you want, you know. Uh, things like championship or bust, uh, that that's great to hear. But as a coach, especially with a lot of new guys at the beginning of the season, how do you walk that fine line of? tapping in to that enthusiasm and that confidence and that energy, but also tempering it with, okay, we've got to build this one day at a time. How do you walk that tightrope, coach? Well, you're right. You do want your guys to be confident. And I think we do have a confident group, not cocky by any means. 
Uh, I, I would have called our team last year maybe a little more, eh, not cocky, but just extremely confident. You know, this year is just a confident group. Uh, I think they're, they're confident in the way our training camp has gone. You know, we talked about yesterday before we started practice, you know, about what our goals are for this season and, and what we want to accomplish. And it's very easy to just come out and say, oh, we want to win a championship. That's our goal. That's our only goal. Well, there's a lot of things along the way to that championship that you need to accomplish as a group. And, and that's what we discussed. And, you know, for us, first and foremost, it's winning the Atlantic Division Conference. You know, that, that's our main goal um, right now. That's our first goal is to win win that division and, and make sure we have home court uh, throughout the first two rounds of the playoffs. I think as you're pursuing that goal, you know, then the potential comes to meet your second goal, which would be to uh, have the best record in the NBL Canada, the number one overall seed. You know, I've, I've never had that. I've never had that as a head coach, um, even in, in two final runs. You know, we never had home court in the finals. So, you know, for us with the Magic, you know, having to play at home, you know, last year was a, a big deal for us. We had, you know, we had the best home record in the league last year. We were very tough at home. That's kind of our second goal, you know. And then, and then the third goal is to advance to a final, which would be one step closer to what we did last year. You know, it would be one step further in that, that kind of process. And then ultimately is to win a title. So, you know, for us, uh, certainly tomorrow night, we kind of start with, hey, this is one game. It's one game of 40. Every game matters, but but this game doesn't matter any more than a, you know, January afternoon game out on PEI. It's, it's, it's opening night. There's going to be some hype. You know, people are going to be excited. But let's, let's just keep in mind this is one game of 40. Let's just handle our business and, and be solid for, for 48 minutes. As you look around the National Basketball League of Canada prior to the beginning of the 2018-2019 season, maybe just an observation or two, again, of what you see in terms of the growth and the uh, evolution of this league. Well, I think it's still continuing to grow. You know, I think it, it is. And, and like any professional league, you know, you're going to go through a ton of growing pains probably your first decade to 20 years. I mean, really, when you look at, you know, leagues like the CFL or, or even the NBA, the NHL, the, the CBA, ABA, when they were first starting. And I think the league continues to go through some growing pains, but it is growing. And I do think that, um, you know, with the addition of, of um, obviously our organization, the ownership, the management with, with us, um, I think Sudbury, it looks like they're, they're getting off to a great start in their community. And, and um, you know, I, I think we're adding strong front offices, you know, and, and I think that's huge when you talk about the development of the league. So uh, I still think we're trending the right way, um, you know, which is exciting. And there's always ups and downs. But ultimately, I think this league is still moving in, in a positive direction. So just excited to be part of that. And, and you know, certainly teams, uh, once again, this year look, look pretty strong. One of the questions that I asked you early on was, you know, kind of what's your roadmap? What's your blueprint? for the offseason, what things do you want to accomplish? What grade would you give yourself in terms of what you've accomplished and what you wanted to do at the beginning of the offseason to where you are now, just a day away from the start of the regular year? Well, I, I think, you know, we, we had set a, a game plan as far as how we wanted to approach our recruiting this year. And, you know, some of those boxes we needed to check off was, you know, making sure we had more of an interior scoring presence out of the gate this season. You know, I, I think we, we absolutely did that with the additions of Billy White. Uh, and Nick Evans, to be honest with you, I think is going to score some points for us this year. Um, you know, that's 6'9", 6'10", you know, up front, you know, and obviously Zeke Marshall being a seven-footer. Um, but I think we've added that interior scoring presence, you know. Um, we wanted to get bigger at the wing position. 
Um, you know, and I think with Wayne McCullough, uh, you know, being six six, about two ten, and and obviously, you know, Isaiah Tate is a very strong, you know, six four ish, six five maybe. You know, I think we we did that as well. Um, you know, we we may have taken a slight step back in that. You know, we were look, hoping to, to be even a little larger at the wing, but I think those two guys fit. You know how we wanted to play and, and what we're looking for in a player. So. Um, you know, we wanted to get younger. That was another box that we were really trying to check off, and, and we certainly accomplished that. You know, I was looking through our training camp roster and, and ultimately our, our final roster, and, you know, I'm seeing guys who were born in, in 1994, 1993, and 1995, and it's certainly making me feel older. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, that was one of our goals was to, to get younger and uh, a little more athletic. And, you know, potentially have a nucleus of players that we're going to be able to come back next year, um, you know, and, and still be in their prime or just entering their prime. So, you know, when you look at that blueprint of, of what we laid out, you know, I think we checked off most of those boxes. I think we have a great group of, of mature guys and, and guys that want to win, guys who know how to win. So, you know, I, I would say B plus, A minus um, as far as following that game plan and then the execution of it. I would be remiss if I didn't ask you about your supporting cast uh, on the coaching bench. Of course, you added uh, Elvin Mims this year, but maybe just a word about your uh, your support staff, your assistants, and, and what they mean to you and what they mean to this team. They're solid. You know, that's kind of my motto this year is be solid. You know, everything that we want to do, uh, and that comes to our staff too. And, you know, we actually, yes, we added Elvin Mims as a, as a full-time assistant coach, you know, along with Mitch Rowley. Um, you know, Todd and Matt are still in kind of a part-time role. Um, but Elvin's been great. He's been a great addition. He's provided just a lot of insight to our players, especially the bigs. Um, he just has a great way of communicating with people. He just has a very calm demeanor where he gets his point across. And, and I think guys really respect that and react well to that. Uh, so he's been a great addition. Um, you know, we also added uh, a wellness coach this year, a full-time wellness coach. That's Ali Manship. Um, who's handling all of our players' nutrition as well as physical fitness programs. Um, and it's just such a great resource and, and tool to have when that person is full-time on your staff. And the level of communication between her and I is, is just a, a big improvement, maybe from what we had last year, you know, where we really didn't have somebody in that role. So that, that's also been a, a great addition. I know it's something our guys, you know, they, they see the value in. Uh, she's been doing a tremendous job as well. So, you know, the, the staff is great. Johnny Gonzalez, Mitch, um, you know, all those guys that have such a big role, you know, they, they really kind of solidify a, a, this team and, they you know, they help bring it all together. So, you know, I've been very pleased with it so far. Coach, I'm fairly certain that you are the longest tenured coach in the National Basketball League of Canada in terms of years of service within the league. So you've seen a lot of opening nights and a lot of uh, season openers. What are you most excited about for the 2018-2019 season opener? Me personally, I'm excited to see is, is my team right now as good as I think they are coming out of the preseason. You know, and I know that that may sound kind of vanilla, just kind of, you know, well, I'm excited to see how we look. But, you know, I want to know, you know, we're, we're our two wins in the preseason reflective of, you know, how we're going to play and, and how we're going to, you know, compete against our opponents. Um, you know, the St. John game, we were just very tough on the defensive end and, you know, I want to know, okay, are we going to be able to bring that to opening night when there's, you know, probably 3000 people in the building and 
the bright lights are on. And I think we're the only game on the schedule tomorrow night, only regular season games. So I'm sure a lot of eyes will be on that game. And, and how do we perform? You know, how does, how does Gentry Thomas as a young player perform on that stage? You know, how does Wayne McCullough look, you know, in a, in a regular season game and how, how good is it going to look to see Billy white in black and silver rather than blue and white, you know? So I'm just excited for all of that. Um, you know, I'm excited about this team and I'm just looking forward to, to getting the, the real process going. And, you know, if we come out with a win tomorrow night, great. What could we have done better? You know, if we come out with a loss, how are my guys going to execute our adjustments for Saturday night? So it's just exciting. You know, it's a, it's a new team and um, I, I want to see really kind of what we're made of. And you're certainly going to see that against, you know, the three-time defending Atlantic Division champion, the Halifax Hurricanes, on the road in their building on opening night. So pretty exciting stuff. Uh, there's no doubt. I mean, that's the team that everyone's chasing, you know, in, in this division. That's the team that everyone wants to beat. That's the, that's the team that everyone, you know, really wants to be. They want to be the champions of, of this conference. And and uh, when people talk about the Atlantic Division, you know, we want people to say Moncton Magic first instead of Halifax Hurricanes. So we can get off on the right foot with, with a win down there tomorrow night. couple last things for you quickly. One of them team-related, and then uh, I'm going to go completely off the board. But you know that. You know to expect that with me, right, Coach? Sure, of course. <laughs> yeah, sure. He says, what's in the back of your mind? Thinking, oh, what's coming? Uh, but last thing, kind of basketball, Mag- Moncton Magic related. We've talked a lot about this team all during the offseason, and we've laid out, you know, quite a bit of information in this podcast. But for fans who are going to come out Saturday night, the new Avenir Center, the new team, what do you want fans to know most about what they're going to see from their 2018-2019 Moncton Magic. I just want them to know that that we are we're going to be a contender this year. You know, we we are going to come out and compete every single night. Um, and and for us, you know, you almost just have that little kind of feeling of like losing's not an option this year. Like that, you know, that that's it's almost kind of that's not acceptable. You know, and and you have to walk that line very finely. But I. You know, you want your best effort, but this team this team needs to win games. And I think the team is very capable of winning a lot of games. So set ourselves to a high expectation, you know, and then hold yourself accountable to those expectations. Um, I feel like that's kind of the mindset that, that we kind of have without coming right out and saying it. And I want our fans to understand that every night we're coming out to compete. We're, we're coming out to win games and, and you know, contend for, for a championship, you know, that this city has never seen. Well, it all starts tomorrow night at Scotiabank Center in Halifax against the Hurricanes, 7 o'clock Atlantic. And then the back end of the home at home, you'll be at the Avenir Center on Saturday night at 7 o'clock to take on the Hurricanes. And also, you'll be right back at it 2 o'clock Sunday afternoon against also a new look Cape Breton Highlanders team. Now, Coach, told you I was going to go completely off the board here. Uh, I saw a post on your social media the other day, and as a dad, I could feel your angst. But your son, Cam, who plays hockey but typically is a skater, he was in the goalie uniform. He was in the gear, and he was in goal. What was going through your mind when you saw your son strapping on the pads? I was more asking Camden what was going through your mind, you know, when you said – you would play goalie today because their their normal goalie was out sick and uh 
you know, luckily it was just a, a practice. They did have a little scrimmage, you know, with another team at the end of it. But yeah, no, I wasn't real excited about it. I think all the parents, you know, you, you never really want your kid to be the goalie, right? You, there's just so much that comes with that, you know, a, you know, pucks flying at your, your son, you know, for an hour, uh, you know, be the kind of the mental aspect of that. And there's so much pressure in that position, you know, on a hockey team. And, you know, for me, I, it, none of that really mattered a whole lot. It was more so I know my son loves skating and, and that's his favorite part of hockey is, is being out there and flying around. And selfishly as a parent, I know how much energy that burns off him. So <laughs> I, I knew I knew when he was finished practice that day, he wasn't going to be as wore out as, as he normally is. But uh, yeah, no, he, you know, he said he wanted to do it. And, and I've always tried to be very uh, proactive in, in my children trying new things. And uh, so, you know, he strapped him up. He went out there. I don't think he enjoyed it that much. Um, so I, I don't think that's going to be in his in his future. Uh, but I was proud of him, the fact that, you know, he stuck with it for the whole practice and took a couple of hard shots off the, the helmet and the chest protector, and, and he was fine. So, uh, but it was funny. Yeah, it was, it was certainly funny seeing him kind of waddle around in all the gear. And, uh, but I'm glad it's probably going to be a, a one-time thing. Well, if there's anyone that would have been on that team that I would have uh, thought that they would volunteer to be a goalie, uh, it, it's certainly your son Camden. Coach, is there anything at least the first time that Cam wouldn't try? <sighs> wow. Um, <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, I'm, I'm, as you're asking me the question, I'm, I'm literally sitting here trying to think of a time or situation that Camden didn't attempt something. I honestly can't think of one off the top of my head. I mean, he's just such a kind of go-getter and, and yeah, sure. Dad, I'm, I'm in, you know, I'll try whatever. And I don't, I don't think there's anything. Yeah. There may not be a single thing, Scott, in eight years of his life that he hasn't said, <laughs> yeah, let's do it. Uh, and tried it once. So, uh, actually he literally the other day said to me, as we were getting out of the car, uh, we actually going to hockey practice. He said, dad, I can't wait till I'm 20. And I said, why? He said, well, on my 20th birthday, I'm going to go skydiving with my aunt Jenna and aunt Jess. And those are, those are my sisters who he both knows as they've both been skydiving before. And he just randomly throws that out of, out of nowhere. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go skydiving on my 20th birthday with my two aunts. Um, you know, so that that's camp. I mean, that's in, in a nutshell, he'll, he'll try anything once. I fully get the impression from your young son that life to him is like an orange and he's going to grab it and squeeze as much out of it as he can all the days of his life. And that, that's pretty awesome. Yeah, there's no question. <laughs> that's, that's, that's him and, and he is and he will. And uh, I'm, I'm proud of him for that. Uh, it's a little challenging at times as a parent, but uh, I'm certainly proud of him for, for that. Well, listen, we'll look forward to seeing Cam, your daughter, Alex, uh, your lovely wife, uh, Darcy, and of course you, Coach, once again for uh, another regular season with the Moncton Magic. Thanks for doing this. Hard to believe it's the last off-season update. The next podcast we do, you'll have regular season games behind you, and we'll be talking about what's going on in the regular season. Coach Joe Salerno, thanks for doing this, and good luck tomorrow night in Halifax. Okay, Scott, thanks a lot. We'll talk to you soon. Have a great day, sir. All the best. You too. That is Coach Joe Salerno of the Moncton Magic. Well, 
It gets going tomorrow night, folks, in Halifax at Scotiabank Centre. The National Basketball League of Canada 2018-2019 season will tip off. It'll be the Moncton Magic and the Halifax Hurricanes. And don't forget, Magic fans, this weekend, your chance to see the 2018-2019 edition of your Moncton Magic at home at the brand new Avenir Centre. Saturday evening, 7 o'clock, against the Halifax Hurricanes. And then right back at it, Sunday afternoon at 2 p.m., versus the Cape Breton Highlanders. Look forward to being back on the air once again with my partner, Dave Tingley. We look forward to seeing you, the fans, at the Avenir Center. Until next time, my friends, this has been the Magic Time Podcast. Thank you again to Coach Joe Salerno. And remember, if you can't take part in sport, be a good one anyway. Bye for now. (laughs) 